0: Hello and welcome to another episode of who knows my name is Chris and I will be your reading guide today. Um, It's pretty much what I do. I read and that's what you get to listen to. So if you were here to listen to me, read some things then welcome. If you are here because you are curious about the soothing sound of my voice, welcome If you're here just because you are curious, welcome. Because all we're going to do is read. We're going to learn together. That's what the point of this is. We all learn things. Most of the things that I read are brand new to me. I've never read them. Um, Some things that I read may not be relevant or true or who knows. Um, I really just think of things that I could read topics different things that people might be interested in things that i'm interested in um so you are here you are going to listen to me read if you don't want to listen to me read go ahead and turn me off okay so got a couple things to read on this uh this podcast um i don't even know if you could call it a podcast i mean it could be like a book on tape but not really it's just me reading stuff. I don't know how these things work. I'm still new to this. This is ever evolving. If you find a mistake or any kind of uh, problems with my podcast, please contact me. Um, You can contact me on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, And I will definitely take your constructive criticism. So today we're going to be learning about some psychedelics. Everybody likes psychedelics. And if you don't, you've never done them. Um, so this first article I'm going to read is about LSD. Um, it's from cypost.org. Let's see. This was written. Th- it was written yesterday. Okay. So this is brand new, guys. Brand new research that just came out. Um So SciPost.org, I will have a link to this in the next uh, article in the description of this episode. So the title of this is Neuroscience Study indicates, Indicates that LSD Frees Brain Activity from Anatomical Constraints. New research shows how LSD influences the dynamics of functional connectivity in the human brain. The psychedelic state induced by LSD appears to weaken the association between anatomical brain structure and functional functional connectivity, according to new research published in the journal NeuroImage. The study also provides evidence that LSD increases the complexity of segregated brain sales, brain states. The findings provide new insights into the relationship between brain function and consciousness my main interest and the focus of my research is on understanding the neuroscience of human consciousness said study author andrea lupi a gates scholar at the university of cambridge in the cognition and consciousness image group imaging group most studies of consciousness focus on its loss sleep anesthesia or coma but we think that a complementary way to obtain insights excuse me is to study states of altered consciousness such as the psychedelic state Induced by LSD. Consciousness is believed to involve the integration of multiple segregated brain networks and their subnetworks. And the researchers sought to better understand how these patterns of brain connectivity varied over time under the influence of LSD. Lupi and his colleagues used functional. sorry loopy and his colleagues use functional magnetic resonance imaging fmri to examine the structural and functional brain connectivity of 15 healthy volunteers during two separate sessions during one session the participants were given a placebo during the other they were given an active dose of lsd typically neurons that fire together wire together but the researchers found the lsd de- decoupled the relationship between structural and functional connectivity functionally connectivity indicating that brain activity is less constrained than usual by the presence or absence of an underlying anatomical connection under the influence of the substance we know that brain structure has a large influence on brain function under normal conditions our research shows that under the effects of LSD this relationship becomes weaker function is less constrained by structure this is largely the opposite of what happens during anesthesia loopy explained as the researchers wrote in their study under the influence of LSD, it appears that the brain is free to explore a variety of functional connectivity pa- patterns that go beyond those dictated by anatomy, presumably resulting in the unusual beliefs and experiences reported during the psychedelic state and reflected by increased functional complexi- complexity Integration and segregation of information are fundamental properties of brain function. We found that LSD does not affect them equally, but rather it has specific effects on each. Loopy told SciPost, Loopy told SciPost. In addition, these changes in brain integration and segregation fluctuated over time, and these fluctuations were associated with subjective experiences. For example, the experience of losing one's sense of self during a psychedelic experience, a phenomenon known as ego dissolution or ego death, was associated with a state of high global integration. This is a relatively new area of neuroscience, and research on larger cohorts will be needed to fully understand the effects of LSD and other psychedelics on brain function. Loopy said, Uh, A more thorough characterization may also shed light on potential clinical applications, such as the ongoing research at the New Center for Psychedelic Research in London. Studying psychoactive substances offers a unique opportunity for neuroscience. We can study their effects in terms of brain chemistry, but also at the level of brain functions and subjective experience, he added. In particular, the mind is never static, and neither is the brain. We are increasingly discovering that when it comes to brain function and its evolution over time, the journey matters just as much as the destination. And then it says, the study LSD alters dynamic integration and segregation in the human brain was authored by Andrea Lupi, Robin Carhart-Harris, Leo Roseman, Loanus Papas, David Menon, and Emmanuel Stamatakis. Stamatakis. so pretty good stuff about lsd is a brand new the study uh there's a link to the study here um so if you want to check it out there's a lot of uh stuff going on um and it will let you know it's a very long study but like all studies if you want to learn something you can all right the next uh article is from Scientific American, uh, in their mental health area, silent, uh, this is about psilocybin or magic mushrooms or whatever you want to call them. Shroomies psilocybin treatment for mental health gets legal framework. Oregon became the first state to legalize therapeutic use of the drug as new research affirms its benefits for treating depression. And this was written a month ago in December. Um, of 2020 oregon made history on november 3rd becoming not just the first u.s state to legalize psilocybin the psychoactive compound in magic mushrooms but also the first jurisdiction in the world to lay out plans for regulating the drugs therapeutic use the next day on the opposite coast johns hopkins university researchers published results from the first randomized controlled trial of treating major depressive disorder with synthetic synthetic psilocybin the study published in JAMA Psychiatry found 71% of patients experienced a clinically significant response, an improvement that lasted at least four weeks after treatment, and 54% met the criteria for total remission of depression. Wow. At the U.S. federal level, psilocybin remains a completely prohibited, prohibited Schedule I drug, defined by the Drug Enforcement Administration as having no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abu- abuse. But the state-level ballot measure and positive study results brought in the legal circumstances and settings in which the potent psychedelic can be used for mental health therapy. Our goal was to move psilocybin out of the medical framework so we could provide access to anyone who might safely benefit, meaning to allow its use by counseling therapists and not just by doctors in a hospital, says therapist Tom Eckert, co-author of the Oregon Psilocybin Therapy Ballot Measure, which passed with more than 1.2 million votes. 55... To 57%. Although Oregon is not the first place in the U.S. to loosen restrictions on psilocybin, the cities of Oakland, Denver, Ann Arbor, and Washington, D.C. voted in the past two years to effectively decriminalize the drug. It is the first to offer a framework for legal therapeutic use. This is a very this is very different from decriminalization, which only seeks to lower the penalties for possession, Eckert notes. We want to bring this therapy out from the underground and into safe therapeutic environments. Such use will be highly regulated. However, only licensed therapists and manufacturers will be allowed to grow the mushrooms or extract psilocybin from them or to synthetically produce the drugs, set up a psilocybin therapy center or provide therapy. There will be no dispensaries selling mushrooms for recreational use as exists for cannabis in California and 15 other states people must be over 21 to receive the drug and may only consume it at a licensed facility with a certified therapist present in oregon will not be opening any legal psilocybin therapy centers until 2023 at the earliest as the measure requires a two-year consultation with lawmakers the oregon vote is the latest step in what many see as magic mushrooms march to become the next marijuana a natural therapeutic and mood-altering compound gaining mainstream acceptance in a regulated market Since 2015, psilocybin retreats have been allowed to operate in the Netherlands, where dozens of them cater to affluent tourists. Even there, the drug exists in a legal gray area. However, psilocybin mushrooms are illegal, but truffles, clumps of the fungus's subterranean root-like filaments, are legal. Psychedelic medicine, the potential benefits of psilocybin, LSD, and other psychedelics were widely explored by psychiatrists in the 1950s and 1960s, before such drugs leaked from the lab and were embraced by the counterculture. A subsequent backlash led to a strict prohibition of legitimate research for the next four decades. But in recent years, a handful of dogged psychiatrists have revived the field. A Johns Hopkins 2006 double-blind study, meaning neither trial participants nor researchers knew if a subject was receiving psilocybin or a placebo, published in the journal Psychopharmacology, demonstrated that psilocybin could give healthy volunteers experiences having substantial and sustained personal meaning. What is different about psilocybin compared to other mood-altering drugs or pharmaceuticals is the enduring meaning and belief changes that can occur. People feel reorganized in a way that they don't with other drugs, says Johns Hopkins neuropharmacologist Roland Griffiths, lead author of the initial 2006 study, as well as the latest one on depression. It's almost like reprogramming the operating system of a computer. Griffith now leads the new $17 million funded Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research at Johns Hopkins Medicine. Dozens of other scientific reports in the past 15 years have built on the 2006 study demonstrating psilocybin's helpfulness for a variety of mental health conditions. In a 2016 paper in the Journal of Psychopharmacology, Griffiths and his team found that more than 80% of patients with a terminal cancer diagnosis experienced a significant decrease in depressed mood and anxiety after psilocybin combined with psychotherapy. In the same year, other researchers published the first study demonstrating psilocybin's potential to alleviate treatment in resistant depression that was not relieved by mainstream antidepressants. British re- British researchers at Imperial College London described the Lan- Lancet Psychiatry described in the Lancet Psychiatry the marked marked and sustained improvements in twelve patients suffering from this form of depression. This study, however, had no control group. The latest randomized controlled trial from John H- Johns Hopkins tested the drug in a double blind study on twenty four people suffering from major depressive disorder which affects an estimated 300 million people worldwide. Roughly 20% of Americans will experience this form of depression at some point in their lives. By comparison, treatment-resistant depression is estimated to affect fewer than 5%. In 2019, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted breakthrough status to a company called Compass Pathways to study the use of psilocybin in conjunction with psychotherapy for treatment-resistant depression. This means the FDA recognizes that the research demonstrates the drug may have substantial improvement on at least one clinically significant endpoint over available therapy, and that research and development will be expedited. I welcome the broadening of the indications because I think psilocybin is likely to be effective in a range of disorders, says David Nutt, author of the initial 2016 study on psilocybin and depression, the director of the neuro, Neuropsychopharmacology Unit in the Division of Brain Sciences at Imperial College London. However, it is critical that we have proper screening to protect, p- protect people who might be vulnerable due to psychotic predispositions. Rachel Aiden, a professional therapist and CEO of synthes- of synthetic thesis group a netherlands psilocybin treatment a netherlands psilocybin retreat center now looking to expand operations to oregon agrees as excited as we all are about the power of these compounds the reality is that they are not for everyone she says right now we just need to keep our heads down to learn from the situation in oregon and plan carefully for the future so we don't rush into legalization we don't want to recreate the 1960s and the backlash that ensued As an antidepressant alternative, because psilocybin is thought to be most effective when given in combination with psychotherapy, the cost, possibly involving a dozen or more hours of therapy sessions, could remain in the thousands of dollars for the near future, and even more if the treatment involves synthetic psilocybin. Nonetheless, many hope the latest study will lead to psilocybin treatment, being viewed more as a line of def- a first line of defense for depression rather than a quirky option for people who are desperate after conventional treatments fail. Psilocybin appears, appeals to many because of the treatment's rapid and sustained effects combined with the lack of unpleasant side effects such as weight gain and loss of libido, which are typically associated with widely prescribed SSRI antidepressants. This isn't about selling people a box of pills this is about exploring a new way to deal with depression by going into underlying issues says Rosalind Watts a psychologist who was formerly clinically led on lead on psilocybin for depression study at Imperial College London It's not that this is better than antidepressants it's just better for some people Some people will still suffer, prefer antidepressants because they're simply more convenient It just makes sense to have different options and for us to understand that different things things work different work for different people at different times. Watts has now left Imperial to operate as the clinical director at Synthesis, where she works to develop psilocybin therapies outside of medical academia. Rather than conduct more small trials, she says, I wanted to help set up something for people to access psilocybin therapy now. Actions like this by clinicians around the world are nudging psilocybin from a fringe treatment toward mainstream medicine. As Rick Doblin, founder excuse me, founder and executive director of the Santa Cruz, California-based multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies puts it, our long-term goal is mass mental health. Johns Hopkins and Imperial researchers have already planned more psilocybin studies for a range of difficult-to-treat conditions, hoping to harness the drug's ability to unblock people by shifting perspectives, catalyzing insights, and changing problematic and habitual mindsets and behaviors studies on anorexia obsessive compulsive disorder smoking cessation opiate addiction and post-traumatic stress disorder are all in the works griffiths however is wary of efforts to rush the drug out from tightly regulated settings i'm sympathetic to people who are impatient but we don't want to end up in a situation where people underestimate the potential risks of using these compounds they do have significant rich risks such as panic anxiety and dangerous behavior he says in Oregon the devil is in the details in how things will unfold so that's a little couple articles on different a um, couple different uh, psychedelic drugs that can be used as treatments for depression or uh, used as treatments for for those that have no other options honestly so um like it said in this one for the psilocybin some people still prefer to use antidepressants uh, and that's fine Uh, there's nothing wrong with that it psilocybin and lsd are not for everybody um and the lsd does definitely um have a major effect when you take it and so does psilocybin um but you can also do other things. So if you are suffering from pretty bad depression, PTSD, any of that stuff, um, and you have exhausted all your options, maybe try looking into these treatments because I definitely know a few people that have, or are benefiting right now from a couple of these treatments. So, um, check it out. I'll have the, uh, the links to both these articles in the in this uh, podcast description. Like I said in the beginning, if you guys are listening to me and you find any problems with my podcast, please message me. Please let me know um, so I can fix it or, you know, do what I can. Um, and we will get right on that. Um, so today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021. And I believe, unless I find something really fun to read later on today, um, I believe this will be my last podcast for at least a few days. So go ahead catch up on the rest. um, And let me know what you think. Okay, bye.